Welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. Oh, <laughs> Did you forget what you were supposed to say? I'm where your My host? name is Sarah. My, no, my yeah. Host. Oh, because then you said don't forget where your that's, host, but that's after. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's okay. Go again. I'm leaving that in, but just go again. <laughs> Welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Bailey, and I'm Tiffany, and, and we're, we're your hosts. hosts. You caught me all. Ki- see, look, you're all blushing now. Guys. I don't think this is ever going to happen. No. It's I don't think now. it is either, it's gotta be. It's got to be organic. But Sarah, how was your week? Um, it's good. It's good. I just uh, got a text from my dad saying, how tall are you? And then he said, answer me now. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um, I went to the Bay Area for my friend's uh, gender reveal party. She's pregnant and she's having a girl. Yay! And so, yeah, Avery gets a best friend, and I'm really excited. I'm already Avery's best friend. Yeah, well, like, her age. I think it'd be a little weird if you were going to, like, high school parties with her. I mean, <laughs> a lot weirder things. There's all that, always that one older person yeah, that buys the alcohol. Like, <laughs> yikes. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was fun. And then I went to, like, a one-year-old's birthday party um, on Sunday. Did you guys rage? so much <laughs> good we got wasted no <laughs> i was there for like two hours and then we left but it was fun um happy first birthday isadora oh i know happy first cute. birthday isadora i know isn't that pretty happy name? birthday isadora <laughs> and then uh yeah that was about it i think nice. today i worked at blue zone for alex because i said i would yep. it's very hot outside I we're both there the next two days too. I wish people would stop talking to me. <laughs> but I guess that's a part of retail. So <laughs> that's why I've never worked retail. Shit I look. But yeah, it was it's been it's been good. Bailey, how was your week? It was okay. It was good. I I don't know. I got shit going on. Don't we all? Yeah. But no, I uh I just kinda worked, did my thing. Um Gosh, my nose. I got like a Ew. Sarah's been drinking all day, guys. I only actually had two Trulies. Just two? Just two. Okay, Mm. good job. But I bet the heat exhaustion... What? The heat exhaustion... (laughs) Exhaustion. Exhaustion. Um, The heat exhaustion has probably taken out most of my liquids, so I'm probably mostly alcohol. (laughs) Okay, I get it. But, yeah, no, I didn't really do much this week. It was really fucking hot, and I'm over it, but it's cooling down starting next week, so let's go. It's like 75 on Sunday, and I can't wait. 73. I looked, it changed. Got cooler. Good. 72 on Monday. I know, I'm so excited. Excuse me, guys, but... Anyway. All right, update on my dad. I told him my height and asked him why, and he said, because you suck. <laughs> and I just said, oh. And he said, just curious. And then he said, your mom sent me a whole bunch of your engagement photos. Or your mom got a whole bunch of your engagement photos, but didn't send me any. How come you sent her, not me? And if you want to look, right here. There it is. <laughs> and then he never looked at them. Because Did he, he like, say, can you like my post on Facebook? Can you see them? Oh. Because <laughs> oh. so my dad on. always goes, hello, can you go like my post Oh my gosh. Page? I'm like, dad. Oh, it's okay. My mom's going to listen to this and yell at me for saying it, but my mom doesn't... Okay, my mom has my location on, like, Find My Friends yeah. or whatever, but she only looks at my location on Snapchat. Oh. And That's sometimes, not reliable. Sometimes I'll, also, like... why do you have your location on Snapchat? It's, yeah, it's, it's only for off. certain people. Oh, okay. And um, she... Uh, she was like, you keep disappearing from my feed. And I was like, <laughs> what? And she goes, you keep disappearing from my feed. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, sometimes I don't have service and it doesn't, like, 
you just disappear. I don't, I don't know, mom. Is I she don't... talking about that you aren't posting stories? No, no, no. She's talking about that on Snap Maps. Like, you can't see where I am on Snap Maps. Oh, okay. And I was like, you have my location on Find My Friends, like, on my phone. Yeah. And she's like. <clears throat> it's way more I, reliable. She goes, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to teach her how to do it. Oh, my goodness. Parents, am I right? I love parents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, I have asked my, mom's my dad location, if but... he looked at my pictures, and he said, not yet, honeymoon, because he's on his honeymoon. But I literally asked him, and he said no. He got them. I don't know. Parents are weird. Yeah. Just, oh, he doesn't have an iPhone, huh? No, he's I was going to say, just go back. And he like... shits on iPhones constantly. Why? I love iPhones. He hates them. My stepmom I has an iPhone, too. having issues today. Yeah, you are. I'm so sorry, guys. You're just a ball of issue. <clears throat> Tiffany, how was your week? One big issue. Good. We had Jessica's par- birthday and her party, and that was a lot of fun. I got home really, really late, so that was... I know, I saw your thing. You got home at, like, 1.30. Or 12.30. What? 12.36. Okay, 12.36. I didn't get into bed until, like, 1.15. Yeah, it was rough. And I worked the next day. I was out on Monday night with Sky until, like, 1.30. In the morning? Yeah. And you invited me. I'm so happy. Where were we going? (laughs) We went to the speakeasy in um, Social House. Mm Mm-hmm. We went, like, it was really cool, and I had the best drink I've ever had in my life. And then they had last call, and we were just, like, not ready to go home. So we went over to Hard Rock. Mm. Oh, wow. You had a night. Yeah. I'm going out tonight. And you saw our Orkin lady that's no longer our Orkin lady? Yeah, we saw Orkin lady. Mm. She's not your Orkin lady anymore? No, she's moving. To Calaveras County. Lame. Orkin lady, that's really rude of you. We really liked you. I know. I miss her already. Me too. I'm just happy she serviced my house before she Me left. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we just like, she sat down here, I sat there, and we just like shot the shit. Yeah. She's great. <laughs> love, her. love her. Uh, but yeah, that's, I'm working seven days a week, like consistently right now. Make wanna... that money, girl. 25 Ooh. days to Tyler Childers, baby. Let's go. I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I know. I can't wait. We're going to have a trip. I know. I have a whole trip. It's going to be a short one, but it's going to be a good one. I have a whole trip, too. It's just in one city. Yeah. <laughs> one state, I guess. Yeah. Mine's mm-hmm. only in one state. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yours is shorter. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. I don't know. We keep telling Sarah to find a babysitter and come with us, but she won't. It's just too expensive. I have other things that I'm going to pay for. I get it. Having a child is a lot of money. Do you know how much diapers cost? A lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> like $60 for a box of diapers. Oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. Yeah. How quick do you go through them? Well, she uses like seven a day on average. And um, there's 136 in the box. So I didn't know what that math comes out to, but like every two or three weeks, I think we buy new ones. <sighs> that sounds terrible. Plus wipes. Wipes are also expensive. Yeah, wipes are expensive. 136 divided by 7 is 19.4285714. Yeah, oh, so every okay. 19 days we're buying new diapers. And yeah. her formula is like ridiculously expensive because she's a bougie, bougie bitch that can't have regular formula. She has to have a special a, organic. God, yeah, she's very rude. Such a, my baby's such a bougie bitch. She is, dude. She only wants the good shit and it's like, I can't afford that. <laughs> Yeah, what a brat. I know. Well, she is your kid, so, I mean. I mean, yeah. What did, what did I expect? What a brat. <laughs> <laughs> what did I expect? All right, well. Are we ready to go? I think we're yeah. ready to go. Let's do it. All right. It's my case this week, guys. 
And what? My case. You guys will probably know it. Okay, I'm so excited because I think you said that we probably would, but you didn't tell me what it was. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, you'll probably know it. I've heard it only like once or twice before, so hopefully it's not super well known, but I definitely knew it already. <laughs> All right, so Christopher Coleman was... Yep, know it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you probably will once once I yeah, start yeah. getting into it. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, the name didn't like didn't hit me Coleman either. Didn't Coleman Didn't something happen with That's him? George, George Coleman. Coleman. Coleman, but and he named all of his sons George. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah, but didn't <laughs> he like go to jail or something? I don't. I think so. I don't Is know. Is it Foreman or Cor? Oh, Coleman? You... George Foreman. No. Yeah, it's a grill. Yeah, Foreman. Yeah. No, Coleman. No, Foreman. There's a Coleman grill and there's a George Foreman grill. Yeah, it's Foreman. Okay. Oh, really? Disregard. Yeah. 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 Okay. Ignore us. Um. <clears throat> anyway, he was born on March twentieth, nineteen seventy-seven. He was one of three children. I think. He had two brothers, but I literally couldn't find their names anywhere, so they don't matter. Oh. <laughs> they probably don't want to be named. Exactly. Yeah, and, and it was hard for me to find their names, so I was like, even if I did find them, I probably would leave it out. Um, he was born to a very, to very, very evangel- evan- evangelical, evangelical, geez, parents, Connie and Ron. And he appeared to be an overall very decent, and or they appeared to be an overall very decent and well-respected family. And um, he, apparently, even as a kid, he claims to have spoken in tongues frequently. Do you what? Like, what do you mean? It's like... You know, speaking in tongues, they do it a lot in, in like, the really, really... No, really, yeah. really culty churches, they speak yeah. in tongues. Oh, okay. So this yeah. is, like, normal for them. For, for very very religious families like this yeah okay it's, i was thinking like is he possessed no. like are they worried about this no i know they're not worried about that's it. when i think of people speaking in tongues i also think about possessions like okay but they're not worried about this no okay no got apparently it. okay. it's like a very like 10 out of 10 thing for these kids oh, to be my. doing yeah. 10 out of 10 got it <laughs> i was like should we call someone <laughs> <laughs> um no so and like their whole family um him his parents everyone like they, like I said, they were very strict, so they went by, like, the saying, like, what would Jesus do? Like, if, if Jesus WWJD. wouldn't do it. Yeah, WWJD. <laughs> um, like, I mean, very, I mean, everyone sins, like, no matter what. Like, you can't not sin, but they were, like, probably the least sinful of, like, all families. <laughs> the least? Yeah. Oh. You know, like, just very He's strict. Very, very strict. Good eat two shoes. Um, <laughs> never mind. Okay. <laughs> What? What? Oh. Is masturbation a sin? Yes. Yeah. Oh. He be sinning every day, I bet. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Young boys, once come they on. hit puberty, like, come on. You can't stop them. There's no way. <laughs> um, Misty, can you stop drinking water, please? She's so offended. <laughs> <laughs> Um, kids who remember him remember him being, like, very sensitive, and he never really got angry or anything. Like, he was just a great kid. Um, his mother even said that she never heard him cuss, like, hmm. her entire life, and that the worst word... Like, even as an adult? Yeah, oh. I believe so. Okay. Even, um, the worst word that she had ever heard come out of him was the word piss. Oh. And I And I believe she 
spelled it out as P-I-S-S. She didn't say no it. No way. Because <laughs> it was in my source as like P-I-S-S. Uh, yep. She definitely spelled it out. Yeah. Um, and he had his first underage drink when he was a teenager and he felt <gasps> so guilty. You can't do that. No. He felt so guilty about that. He, about it that he called his coach to confess to him. His coach? Wait, like is this like a pastor like, no it was like, like a, a religion coach no it was like a football or soccer coach oh, or like, oh. yeah like his coach from school got it okay. i can't remember which sport but um yeah he called his coach to confess because he just felt like he had to tell somebody of like an authority figure oh yeah so he was just like a innocent little like sweet kid that really followed jesus when he graduated high school at age 18 he decided to join the marine corps this is where he met his wife, Sherry Weiss, when he was 22 and she was 21. They were born the same year, so I think it was, like, they were in like between. Apart. Yeah. Right. Um, Sherry was actually born on July 3rd, 1977. Ooh. What, what? Who else do we know with a oh. July 3rd birthday? I don't know. Maybe it was me. <laughs> I don't know, because no. I can't ever remember. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm going to remember that Tiffany's the third now forever is that she got engaged on her birthday, and I know it was July 3rd. And because it's I always the day before Independence Day. It's no, easy. but like I always it's used easy. to mix up you and Alex. Yeah, so oh, yeah, he's I the do second. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she was overall really an awesome person. She grew up just outside of Chicago until her family moved her to Florida when she was 10. And she started cheerleading, playing varsity softball, and then joined the Air Force to become an MP. Wow. Yeah. So I think she was like 20. Yeah, she was 22 because she's already an MP at this point. Mm -hmm. So she was an MP at 22 years old as a woman in the military. Wow. So she must have been a badass. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Seriously, It's pretty cool if you ask me. So they met when they both had to attend a canine training center in... So I believe it was San Antonio. Most of my sources say San Antonio, but one of them said it was Quantico. So it's very different. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm like pretty sure it's San Antonio. Yeah. And they quickly fell in love. Sherry very quickly became pregnant and the couple had to get married ASAP. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> because of that religious upbringing. Yep. Uh, his family was not. Wait, thrilled. wait. So he had premarital sex? He did. Ah. Yep. <gasps> Yes, he did. I'm telling Jesus. <laughs> I think Jesus knows. <laughs> He's like Santa. He's always watching. He's always watching. Uh, she was just like a very different person than they had expected him to be with because um, of the way she dressed. She had tattoos, you know, things. Was she not religious? She wasn't, but she very quickly took to the religion. Oh. So, um, yeah, she was not a born-again Christian when they met. So mm-hmm. his family never really took a liking to her okay he had only introduced her as a friend to his parents and then the next day he calls his dad and he's like i'm married we got married (gasps) oh my god yeah and they were they were just like not happy about it and um and chris just says oh we got caught up in the moment and his parents said well it's a lifetime because you can't get divorced cannot get divorced Oh, that's right. But, oh, but she was pregnant, and they didn't know that. They didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I think they... I mean, I think it becomes obvious. I mean... Well, I mean, timeline-wise. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, they... Oh, yeah, they quickly found out that she... The reason they got married was due to her pregnancy. However, 
Sherry quickly fell into the religious life, like I said, alongside her husband and became a born again Christian and devoting her life to the church as well. And uh, they went on to have their first son, Garrett, in 1997 and their second son, Gavin, in... Are they all G names? Yeah. Well, there's two of them, but yes, Garrett and Gavin. (laughs) They had Gavin in early 2000. Those are such country names. Garrett Garrett and Gavin. Gavin. Yeah. Wouldn't you think he'd like pick a biblical name like Michael and... Gavin is a a biblical name. Is it? Yeah. Is Garrett? Uh, Gavin's a biblical name? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Hmm. Let me Google it. Not that I can... Sarah is. Not that I can recall. Yeah. Isn't she the one that floated her baby down the river or something? I don't remember. Hmm. My mom is going to be disappointed in me. Sorry, I didn't mom. Even practice I don't remember. Religion. The name Gavin is of Hebrew origin and means hawk. Oh, but that doesn't mean it's biblical. Yeah, no. They're... Mainly popular in Christian religion. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. Um. Anyway, Ron had met up with a woman named Joyce. Ron's Chris's dad. May, uh, Joyce Meyer at a prayer conference. Sounds like Joyce Byers. <laughs> like from Stranger Things. <laughs> Joyce Byers is way cooler. Way cooler. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's a badass bitch, dude. Yeah, she is. Um, and when she mentioned that she needed someone to train her guard dog for her, Ron quickly suggested that his son do it because, oh. you know, he was literally training canine dogs. That's how him and Sherry met. Right. So this is when Chris got with got in with millionaire Joyce Meyer. Ooh. millionaire probably multi-millionaire okay joyce had somewhat of a bad reputation um quite a big bad reputation actually big, for what bad reputation. um she just so she was basically the type of person that's like the more you give to the church the more jesus will reward you in financial um. gain so okay. she was this multi-millionaire. And she's like, uh, no, where, like Jesus' favorite. <laughs> yeah, where people that made $50,000 a year would give $10,000 to the church thinking that they're going right. to get this financial wealth because they're giving her so much money. So she did have a pretty bad reputation. Um, Maya is now our audio Yes, producer. she is. She's Well, she's the cutest producer. Huh. She's not sitting with Sarah. That's surprising. I know. She wants her Auntie Bailey. <laughs> she just wants to be the producer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she she was estimated, I don't know her exact worth, um, but estimated to be making over $100 million each you year. You define your own worth. Each year. How much? $100 million. Oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. In, in, the, in what year? This was in 2000-ish. That's a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. That's she wild. had a $10 million personal jet, oh, a $20 million headquarters in Missouri, as well as a $23,000 antique marble toilet. What? <laughs> I just thought that Poo-poo was something. goes in that. I just thought that was something fun to add in. Yeah. Literal shit goes in that. $23,000 Did, it have, a, did it have a bidet? Uh, probably. It's probably I would the marble. My friend, uh, Nicole's boyfriend... Um, at the house that they're living in right now, they have a bidet on their toilet. Well, he doesn't have a bidet on his toilet in his bathroom, but Connor and Sam do. And every time I go there, I'm like, I'm going to use the bidet. <laughs> I've never used one. I've never one. used one. I don't like it. <laughs> I've heard there's water like, on your butthole. I don't like it. <laughs> I feel like uh, I've heard that it's like really, really nice once you get used to it. But those first yeah. few times, it's like really uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Um, it seems really uncomfortable to me. Anyway. I've used anyway, a bidet. Um, he eventually was able to get far enough in with her that he soon became her own po- personal bodyguard 
making over $100,000 each year. So Someone can pay me $100,000 to be their bodyguard. I will do it. Oh. I, I go to the gym. I'll happily I can take do someone. It. I'll fight someone. I'll, yeah, I won't win. I won't win. You don't know yeah. that. But. Well, if me and you were both there, what maybe bitch. we have a, a kind of a chance, you know? I'd just scare them off. Yeah. Yeah, $100,000 a year. Just, yes. Wow. And with a lot of traveling. Like, he traveled all over the world with her wow. to be her bodyguard. That's wild. Um, But with that hefty salary of the personal bodyguard of a well-renowned woman of faith, Chris had to be sure he stayed faithful to his faith. He can never divorce, never commit adultery, which you shouldn't do anyway because it will right. ruin your partner. Um, yep. And essentially never sin. Okay. Basically. Um, Sherry had also gotten in with Joyce's ministry pretty deep as well and um, also became an EMT during this time. So she's just overall awesome. What a good person. She's great. Sherry is phenomenal. Yeah, sounds like it. When Chris got his promotion, um, he and his family moved to Columbia, Illinois. Sherry started spending and spending and spending. And it was a point of contention in their relationship, as it typically tends to be. Yeah. Um, But I think she was doing it because she was lonely. Like, her husband was traveling constantly. Makes sense. She's home taking care of the kids all the time. Um, I don't know how much she really actually worked at this time. Like, I mean, if he's gone constantly, like, she... She has to take care of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt she's just, like, leaving the kids, too. And, you know. According to one of my sources, the children literally had a calendar on the fridge counting down the days until their dad got home from work. Because he was gone so often that they just missed him. They just wanted him around. It was, yeah, it's really sad. Really cute. Um, She would also, like, donate tons of money to charity, too. Just, like, left and right. Just donating. Okay. Here's... I don't know, a hundred dollars. Can she do any money to know. me? Well, she can't. Cool. Okay. All right. Is this foreshadowing? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, in two thousand eight, their neighbor Vanessa had noticed bruises on Sherry's legs. They grew concerned, and her and her own—I think it was her fiance—I have it in here as husband, but I think they were engaged. Her um, fiance about the situation. They weren't sure if Sherry always had bruises on her or if this was a new thing because she, like, hardly ever wore shorts. She pretty mm-hmm. much always wore long pants. sleeves and pants. Weird that she was wearing pant- or shorts now. Yeah. Um, Maybe cry for help? Yeah. I doubt it, and oh. you'll see why. Okay. I don't think she was crying out for help at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just decided to not get involved. Like, okay. it's like, it's their life. It's not our life. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe it's just a run. I mean, look at Bailey's legs. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? always bruised. Bailey looks like she gets the shit beaten out of her every day. I mean, <laughs> I kind of hope. I kind of want it to happen one day. Whoa. I want someone. Oh, just kidding. Sorry. I was just, <laughs> guys, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I promise. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sherry confided in a couple other friends about what, what she was going through. One friend named. Okay. It says. In the book that I read, M E E G A N. I don't know if it's pronounced Megan or Megan, or maybe it was a typo, but it was Megan? also written out multiple times. Oh. So I don't think it was a typo, but I, I don't know. So I'm just going to say Megan, because yeah. Megan doesn't feel right. <laughs> she um, talked to her friend Megan, and... Megan? Megan? <laughs> and uh, Sherry had sent her a text saying, Chris is gone right now, but, but he just beat me up. I'm okay, though. 
And Megan tried her hardest to get Sherry to come stay with her and, like, mm-hmm. get out of the situation, and she refused. Um, Chris and Sherry's relationship really started to go downhill. A neighbor and a friend of Chris's named Chris. <laughs> Basic. said... <laughs> your name's Tiffany. And your name's Sarah. Your name's Bailey. I've met more Baileys than I have met Tiffany's. That's, yeah, actually, I went to high school with a lot of Baileys. Yeah. Really? I've met many more Baileys. Men and women. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. And a lot of dogs. So many yeah, dogs named Bailey. Dogs. Dude, people are always like, I'm like, hi, guys, like, my name's Bailey. I'll be taking care of y'all today. And they're like, oh, my God, that's her dog's name. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure you get that a lot. I do. See, I'm just Literally saying, no one's day. naming their dog Sarah. So. Actually, I know um, my old coworker, John, shout out to Jake John, um, his dog's name is Sarah. It's a and human name. She's a shit, shit too. It's a human name. I love when people have dogs named like Robert. Oh, I love that too. Like Rob. Elliot and Oliver. Yeah. My dad's dogs. They're his Pomeranians. <laughs> Elliot and Oliver. No. 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 <laughs> Not allowed. No. Anyway, Chris had told Chris that um, he would complain about their shotgun marriage. Wait, I just remember my coworker used to have a cat named Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the dude that used to live in the room that I live in now had a cat named Steve. That's my dad's name. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Anyway, keep going. You're good. I love I love cats. <laughs> Lisa. She'd be like, well, Lisa's just like really upset. I've been gone all day. I'm like, who the fuck is Lisa for so long? She was like, Lisa's my cat. I was like, oh my god. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's like a, uh, a clingy uh, roommate. Uh, <laughs> clingy roommate. Uh, I love that. Well, it kind of is a clingy roommate. Right, but like a human roommate. She's so cute. My so sweet. Um, sorry. Not yeah, shotgun marriage. Yeah, said he would complain about their shotgun marriage and that he would also get mad that he works like 80 to 90 hours a week for this woman who makes $100 million a year and gets to go live her life in right. this big mansion with a $23,000 antique marble toilet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so he just like overall didn't really seem like very happy with his job, but he also... Mm loved the money and didn't want yeah. to like it's like a double-edged sword yeah um he told him that he's in severe credit card debt due to sherry and that if they were to divorce like he would like to do he would lose his job because he can't divorce right sherry had he's even in the pickle yeah sherry had even mentioned that chris used to be such an affectionate person and now there's just no affection in their relationship in any aspects oh. including when they would sleep together oh Sherry confided in her friends about this, and one friend said that on the rare chance they had sex, Chris would say things like, just shut up and turn over. Oh. And told her that just because he's sleeping with her does not mean he loves her. Wow. That would destroy me. Yeah, seriously. Wow. And the next friend we're going to talk about is Tara Lentz. Tara was Sherry's best friend from, like, grade school. They basically grew up together, and Tara was living in Tampa Bay. Apparently, Sherry thought her life was, like, kind of a mess. She was divorced, and according to the book that I read, Jumping from Boyfriend to Boyfriend, Sherry thought she could use some religion in her life and told Tara about the conference Joyce was having in Tampa and that she should attend it. And, of course, Chris is going to be there. Chris and Tara have met once before, so she's like, maybe you guys can meet up. I think I know where this is going, and I don't like it. Yeah. (laughs) We all know where this is going. And it's like way too familiar to my own life but we won't talk about that (laughs) same um sorry now i lost my place again (laughs) 
Okay, yeah. So uh, she did. She went and met, went to the conference, met up with Chris, and just like that, a romance started. Shocker. Wow. Chris ended up talking to Joyce and asking her if he could spend a few extra days in Tampa. And I'm sure that was said without Sherry knowing that he was yeah. the one that asked. He probably told her, hey, Joyce wants me to stay here for a few more days. Yeah. yeah. When Chris got home from Tampa, he immediately got in his computer and started a file called All About Tara. No way. Okay, first that's not even sneaky. Right? That's not even sneaky. Not at all. Um, So, according to the book, he wrote her birthday, her dog's birthday, her height, weight, clothing size, favorite perfume, favorite sports teams, and even her favorite ice cream flavor. Her dog's birthday? Yeah. Yeah, her dog's birthday. Okay. (laughs) And that was, like, a quote straight out of the book. I'll link the book. It should be all about Tara and her dog. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Okay, but, like, why is her dog's birthday irrelevant? Well, Misty's my child, and I made sure Alex knew her birthday very quick. August 3rd. So, I mean, yeah. Oh, so you can remember her birthday and not mine. Got it. Understood. (laughs) It's one month after mine. I know, but Misty's my best friend. I know. Nova's is June 25th. You forgot it. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) She's only three. Wait, I think that was my grand cat's birthday. Your grand cat? Or maybe it was the 28th. What the the actual fuck are you tiffany your <laughs> grand cat my grand cats the first litter that we had oh sorry i didn't know who was your list for no, grand cats. <laughs> no their birthday is november 15th i know that are we having a birthday party a combined That's Aria's cat birthday. oh, oh is we it? can have a combined cat oh aria does aria love cats she has a cat she doesn't Peach. have a cat huh we can just have a big old party for her and my cats and avery yeah, well, I was thinking about... That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, he also wrote the name Zoe Lynn Coleman in there because that's what he and Ta- Tara would name their first daughter if they had one. What? He is literally... Psycho. He met this girl, like, a week before. I mean, like, they met once, briefly. But literally met her the previous week and started an affair then, and he's already going this deep and hard into it. And oh what's going on with Tara? Are we going to get there? Yeah, well, we'll get all into it. Okay. Um, he literally, so that was like all about Tara was the documents or like the files name, but the document of the folder was titled November 5th, 2008, the day that Tara changed my life. Oh my God. Did they book? Right? Gross. Gross. And this is when the emails started coming. Emails? Emails. So the first email sent from... Quote, fuck Chris at destroychris at gmail.com. Oh my god. On November 14th, 2008, was sent with the title, Fuck Chris's Family, They Are Dead. <gasps> and this was sent to like multiple people in Joyce's um, like community. I don't know, people that yeah, worked for right, Joyce. Right, right. So Joyce, Chris, Employer multiple base. other employees okay. of Chris's or of um, Joyce's. And the body of the email read, quote, I'm sure this will make it to someone in the company. If you jackasses are like any other company, this will be someone's account. Which I don't really understand what he's saying there. Yeah, what? Uh, pass this on to Chris. Tell Joyce to stop preaching the bullshit or Chris's family will die. If I can't get to Joyce, then I will get to someone close to her. And if I can't get to him, then I will kill his wife and kids. Whoa. I know Joyce's schedule, so then I know Chris's schedule. If Joyce doesn't quit preaching the bullshit, then they will die. During the Houston conference, I will kill them as they sleep. 
If I don't hit there, then I will kill them during the book tour or the trip to India. I know where he lives, and I know they are alone. Fuck them all, and thy will die soon. Tell that motherfucker next time to let me talk to Joyce. She needs to hear what I have to say, and now she will. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So there was four emails that were sent, like, pretty much back-to-back that day. Except the next three were sent directly to Chris and only Chris. Okay. And the second email, the subject was, go to hell, and the body says, your family is done. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, my God. The third email sent only to Chris, again, at the subject of Houston death. There's a question mark at the end, so I'm like, Houston death? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And the body said, they will be done while you are gone at the Houston conference. I know you will be out of town. Wow. And the last email also had the subject Houston death, but with no question mark. And read, tell Chris his family is dead. I know his schedule and they will die. Next time, that motherfucker will let me talk to Joyce. What is this guy's obsession with Joyce? Right? Well, I don't know. Apparently, he's mad that, like, she's preaching bullshit, apparently. Right, but why is this... I don't know. I guess he wants Chris's to... Chris's fault? Because Chris is her bodyguard and won't let anyone near her. Unless, like, approved by her. Okay. So, that's why he's saying, like, next time he'll let me talk to her. Right. Like, if you don't want your family to die, let me talk to Joyce. All right. The emails were reported to the police immediately. And 11 days after that, so this was, like, right after he got back from the Florida trip. Right. And then 11 days after that, um, Chris told Sherry that he wanted a divorce because her and the kids were getting in the way of his career. Which is funny Wait. because he can't get divorced or he'll yeah. lose his job. Right. So that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so basically, sounds like he literally only cares about Tara and not his career or his wife or either one of his kids. Well, and Joyce doesn't know that he's asking for a divorce. No. Okay. And she doesn't know about the affair. Right. Yeah. Cherry was not going to stand for this. She, I mean, her religion, I mean, she, you know, she fell deep into this religion too. Like, divorce is a big no-no. She loved Chris. She wanted to do everything to make it work, make her family work. You know, like, she's, she was all in. Right. So she was not going to let him go easily. She prayed for their marriage and also asked all of her friends to pray for them as well. December rolls around and Chris has to take a trip, a work trip to Orlando. Where's Orlando? In Florida. (laughs) Florida. Who else is in Florida? Tara. Of course. Florida. They literally gave each other promise rings at this point. I'm throwing up. I'm vomiting. Ew. Yeah. Gross. The second time they meet up in their affair, I feel they're like these, literally exchanging promise rings. I also yeah. feel like these women in, in these stories are like horse girls. <laughs> like, I feel like I just, I just feel like they're horse girls. Sorry if you guys are horse girls. <clears throat> Megan. But Sarah's a horse girl, isn't she? Sarah's a horse girl. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah's a big old horse My girl. My first email was SP horse girl. <laughs> No, it I'm dead. Yeah. I am deceased. <laughs> dead, dying. <laughs> Sarah. SP horse girl. It's okay. Do you want to know mine? Did you gallop? I went. <laughs> when I ran. Are you kidding <laughs> no. me right now? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Sarah, no, I think, Sarah, no. I think that yeah. me and you, when we were like 10, wouldn't have been friends. <laughs> Would not have been? Yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah i was a horse girl i was a sure. horse girl like i really loved horses no i was a horse girl. but like <laughs> i didn't 
I hate horses. I mean, I don't hate horses, guys. I love horses, but I will never ride a horse again ever. Why? Because, uh, oh my god, Lauren, Lauren Munch, if you're listening to this, I don't care. Everybody knows her last name. Lauren Munch, if you're listening to this, tell them the story about the horses, and everybody's gonna know what I'm talking about. I got fucking destroyed by a horse at our friend's house. You probably deserved it. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) She got a real defensive. Passionate. (laughs) Um, okay, anyway. SP horse girl. Um, horse girls unite. <laughs> SP horse girl. <laughs> so, okay, my first email is cheerdiva345. Yeah, whatever. It's pretty embarrassing, too. Anyway. It's fine. Mine yeah. was Yobe Bailey. That's Y-O-B- way less embarrassing. Y-O-B-A-Y Bailey. Yeah, that's way less embarrassing. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, clearly both of them have, like, a lot of issues that yeah. need to be working through. All right. Especially Definitely. before they, like, I don't know, commit to each other when right. he's still married. I don't know. Yeah. And this is your best friend, Tara. Yeah. Remind you. Best friend from childhood. But okay. I'm telling you, this story is very familiar to me. Chris didn't come home until Christmas Eve, and that was after Sherry had called him on the 21st and just begged him to be home with her, the family for the holidays. Okay. And he kept refusing. He's like, I'm not coming home. I'm not coming home. Like, she, I mean, at this point, she already knew that he wanted a divorce. And right. So she was like, begging for him to come home and he finally did on christmas eve and he had, she had to beg her husband to come home yeah and he was refusing to and then he just finally did men. it anyway i just yeah. literally hate men men suck men no suck guys men suck yeah literally all men yeah, not wrong i mean i love jason <laughs> but oh alex you don't is. like alex okay <laughs> <laughs> um he told her that the kids are getting in t- in the way of his life. He said career the first time. But now her and the kids are getting in the way of his life and okay. God's destiny. Okay. And after Christmas is when Sherry realized for sure that Chris and Tara were having an affair. And still was not willing to divorce him. Wow. Yeah. That's some commitment. On January 2nd, another note showed up. But this was not an emailed note. This- I was just going to say, like... Yeah, okay. this was hand-delivered to oh. their mailbox. And I, mm-hmm. by hand-delivered, I mean literally hand-delivered. It did not go through the post office. Isn't that illegal? Yes. Huh. I mean, nothing really good done about it. But well, yeah, anything in a mailbox has to be postmarked through the post office. Huh. This letter read, quote, Fuck you. Deny your God publicly, publicly or else. No more opportunities. Time is running out for you and your family. Have a good time in India, motherfucker. Wow. Unquote. There's a lot of sinning going on. Right? (laughs) And it's important to note here that the word publicly and the word opportunities were both misspelled. Oh. And that will be important later. Got it. Detective Barlow was the lead detective on this whole situation going on. The town only had two detectives. It was a very (laughs) tiny town. Okay. They only had two detectives. He was one of them. And he also happened to live directly across the street from the Coleman's. Oh. Convenient. Convenient. Right? He set up cameras in front of his own house facing the Coleman's residence so he, they could try to figure out who was delivering these letters. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so he now Chris has to go on a work trip to Hawaii. And, of course, he invites Tara along. And they sneak around the whole trip because nobody that he works with can know that he's having an affair. Right. So they sneak around. They're, they're happy, whatever. But this is when Tara gave him an ultimatum. 
he had to serve divorce papers no later than May 4th or like pretty much it's over. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, that's why I first thought of too. <laughs> Chris is now in a pickle because he knows he can't have his cake and eat it too. Like, sorry, my dude. You can't stay married and have a girlfriend. No. I mean, no. some people are into that, but not me. No, I, no. And uh, very much not that I imagine. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> On April 27th, Chris arrived home from Hawaii to another letter in the mailbox reading, quote, Fuck you. I am giving you the last warning. You have not listened to me and you have not changed your ways. I have warned you to stop traveling and to stop carrying on with this fake religious life of stealing people's money. You think you are so special to do what you do protecting or think you are protecting her. She is a bitch and not worth you doing it. Stop today or else. I know your schedule. You can't hide from me ever. I'm always watching. I know when you leave in the morning and I know when you stay home. I saw you leave this morning. I will be watching. You better stop traveling and doing what you are doing. And then in all caps, this is my last warning. Your worst nightmare is about to happen. Yeah, but aren't the police watching? And they didn't see anyone? So nothing was caught on Detective Barlow's cameras. Oh my god. It seems a little suspicious and to me. Chris claims that his cameras picked something up but didn't record it. Okay. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, May 2nd, Sherry tagged along with Chris to get his hair cut. They were like super lovey-dovey this day. And during this, the workers at the salon had even talked about like how cute they were together when they were leaving and the two boys were camping with friends that night. So they decided to have like a date night together. And they both seemed super excited about it. And um, a woman named Christy actually right around this time had noticed a, a change in Sherry's mood over the ho- like over the holidays. You know, she's like down and she's upset because she finds out her husband's cheating on her and wants a divorce and yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, but by April... Like, right before this, she would light up like a Christmas tree when Mm. she got a text or a call from Chris. Okay. And uh, Christy had said it was like she was 16 again. Mm. Like, when you have a crush on the football quarterback and you start texting him and you're all excited and giddy. Yeah, that's how she was acting. So, to me, this really shows, like, Chris had changed his ways towards Sherry and things were, like, on the up and up in her eyes. And she was very excited about everything. However, after their date, things took a big turn. They were having some drinks with their neighbors, and they had noticed that Chris and Sherry were both drinking far more than they've ever seen them drink. Sherry had asked Chris for another beer, and he yelled, get up off your ass and get it yourself, you lazy bitch. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Escalated real quick. Um, Vanessa and her fiancé were both like, "Mm, I think we gotta go. (laughs) Like, I think that's our cue. That's us. Bye-bye. She said that they had never seen that side of him or had ever heard him talk like that to her oh. or in general. So that was on May 2nd. Uh, two days later, the deadline that Tara gave Chris hit. And Chris was like, oh, no, don't worry about it. Like, the the divorce attorney, um, like, there's just some, some paperwork that he has to finish up and then they'll get here. Like, no problem. Okay. Except he never hired a divorce attorney or yeah, filed for divorce. Not. So that was a lie. Yeah. That same wow. day. He's a liar? Oh. oh. Whoa. This dude? <laughs> Survey says that was a lie. <laughs> the same day, um, Chris was out in the yard playing baseball with his sons. 
And when the boys asked to stay at their friend Brandon's house that night, Chris refused and, like, seemed to get a little angry Mm. and said that it wasn't the best night for them to be gone. And this was weird because it was Brandon's birthday, and every year they would go stay at Brandon's house for his birthday. Okay. So for for, uh, Chris to be like, no, not a good night. Like, why? Weird. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Why was this year any different? Right. Then on the morning of May 5th, 2009... Chris had gotten up early to go to the gym. He got up around, like, 5.45, or he left around 5.45. And he had signed up for this gym in November and had only been there twice before, which is weird. And it was also, like, way further away than other gyms. Like, he had to, like, cross into St. Louis. Weird. Or, I don't know, somewhere. (laughs) So it was, like, a way longer drive. And then at 6.43 a.m., he had called Detective Barlow and asked him to go check on Sherry and the kids. He said that he had tried calling and texting them all morning, but he's not getting any response. It's six in the morning. Let the poor Apparently they sleep. were supposed to be up by... Like, apparently they're usually up by that time. Okay. So he was, like, con- concerned that, like, why aren't they answering my phone calls or my texts? Okay. Um... He told them that he was leaving the gym, or he was on his way home from the gym, and would be home in about seven minutes. But he wanted Detective Barlow to go um, check on them anyway. Like, if you're going to be home in seven minutes, why do you need someone, like, a detective across the street from you to go check on your family? Right. Doesn't make any sense. What? Um, So, Detective Barlow goes over... Nothing, nobody was answering any doors or anything, so he he called for backup and waited until the backup shows up, and they start looking around the house and whatnot, and um, they found, there's three officers now, Detective Barlow, Detective Donjon, and Officer Patton. They found a basement window missing a screen and entered into the house that way, and the second they stepped into the into the house, the overwhelming smell of spray paint hit them like a ton of bricks. Spray paint. Spray paint. They headed upstairs and saw the walls were spray painted with phrases such as, quote, you have paid, I saw you leave, fuck you bitch, punished, and fuck you, I'm always watching. Detective John John entered the master bedroom where he found a nude sherry on the bed with a black eye and clear ligature marks around her neck and rigor mortis had already started to set in. She was 31 at the time of her death. Okay. Officer Patton entered nine-year-old Gavin's room and found the young boy face down, purple, cold, and stiff. He was still wearing his Spider-Man PJs. Rigor mortis takes a hot minute. Yeah. To sit. Oh, yeah. We're getting... We'll get into it. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. He was still in his Spider-Man PJs, and the sheet was covering him, and spray-painted was, fuck you, onto the sheets. Wow. Detective Barlow found 11-year-old Garrett in his room, blue lips, gray skin, clear ligature marks on his neck as well, and also definitely into rigor mortis. After liver, after liver temperature was taken and due to obvious signs of rigor mortis, the coroner determined that the time of death for all three victims was between 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. However... Wow, I wonder who did it. <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> um, however, investigators didn't know this detail yet. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, they knew that, like... They're yeah. sti- why are they stiff if, right. you know, he's, he's only been only gone been an hour? Gone. Yeah. Um, but they didn't know what the coroner's actual determination was yet. Right. So Chris arrived home 
to the crime scene 20 minutes later. Well, he like, said he I was, he was five or five away. to seven minutes away or whatever. He arrived home 20 minutes later and they were already like getting the crime scene tape up and everything. And authorities let him know that his family was dead and he just fell to the ground and started bawling. Just crying his pathetic little eyes out. Yeah, okay. He didn't try to scream or run in to see for himself. Didn't even ask what happened. He just sat there and like cried and then called his brother and his dad or something. Okay. Yeah. When they brought Chris in for questioning, he, or no, his, his dad and his boss, mm. I think. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Screw him. Uh, he had told the detectives that his family was alive and well when he left for the gym that morning, which, okay. I mean, no, they weren't. He also quickly asked for a blanket, and when they gave him one, he covered only his arms, even though it was, like, super warm in the room. And I assume that if you're being questioned for murder, it's already warm in the room, you're probably burning up. Yeah. You know, you're like, your adrenaline's going, you're... Yeah. Um, well, that's when detectives noticed all of the scratches all over his arms. Oh. oh. Yeah. He told detectives that there were no serious problems going on in their marriage, and that he texts Tara a lot, but that he only talks to her as a friend, like she's just someone, you know, he can confide in about things. Okay. He denied everything regarding an extramarital affair or anything that Sherry would have disapproved of. He also never mentioned, like, anything about the security camera, like, hey, we have a camera, like, go check to see if it's... If it caught the intruder, you know? The literal person who murdered my entire family. Yeah. Never even mentioned it. And Detective Barlow's cameras were definitely working. And the only person caught was Chris entering and exiting the home. So, again, shocker. Even though Chris... Like, does he not remember that they're literally doing surveillance on his house? Right? It doesn't, he's, he, he's not the smartest man. No, no. he's literally probably the dumbest he criminal I've ever seen. He literally thinks he's going to go to hell because he's getting a divorce. Like, he needed to get a divorce. And Look, man, would I rather think divorce kill, is way better. He would rather kill his entire family than get a divorce. Yeah. He's not the smartest man. Yeah. Well, that's, honestly, I kind of think, because he, he, like, kind of shit on Joyce Meyer also, and he, he would also say, like, um, that she was just scamming people and, like, using them for money because, you know, like, he kind of wasn't all in on her, her necessary way of religion. Yeah. Um, but he didn't want to lose that $100,000 a year yeah. job. Yeah. So, yeah, keeping that job is more important than keeping his wife and children alive. Okay. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. Um, even though Chris had told detectives that he and Tara were not having an affair, they already knew that they were because they were already in touch with Florida police who were interrogating Tara at the same time Chris was being interrogated. Mm-hmm. And she laid out everything for them. Yeah, Tara. Good. Yeah. She was spilling the beans on the entire affair, telling them that they were planning on getting married in January of the next year. Okay. Yeah. And that he was supposed to have served the divorce papers by May 4th, which he failed to do. She was already in the midst of planning their wedding, um, planning out what the names of their babies would be, and, and was also... Choice. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> and was also trying to find a home in St. Louis for them to move into. Okay. Yeah. He manipulated her so hard. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for her. Yeah. I mean... I feel I feel bad I for her I, in some ways. Yes, no. she shouldn't have but hooked up with her childhood best friend's husband. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Period. Boo. 
Um, according to one of my sources, neighbors had noticed Chris, like, so he was released from the interrogation room, went home, um, a memorial was placed at their house and he just like destroyed it, just ripped it all down. Yeah. He didn't even try to act like the media or the police would want him to act as a grieving husband. Right. He started packing up their shit and moving it out. Yeah. Yeah. He was a monster. Oh my God. And he thinks divorce is going to send him to hell. Right? (laughs) Um, police had confiscated Chris's phone and computer and started going through them. It wasn't long until they found the All About Tara folder. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> right. Also, um, many nudes exchanged between the two of them, as well as sex tapes that they had made together. <gasps> yeah. oh. Also, okay, this is the weirdest part of the entire story to me. Not the worst part, just the weirdest. Um, apparently, one of the sex tapes that they made together he sent to his own father what the very strict religious preacher father and that's all i know so i don't know if it was a mistake and he was like dad don't look at that you know like i i don't know any context of before or after (laughs) what was said but wow he said what i'm thinking in my head right now do i (laughs) yeah (laughs) Sarah, we'll tell you later. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I don't know what's going on there, but it's just weird. Chris was even texting Tara all throughout the interrogation. Like he Wait, couldn't, what? he couldn't they let him stop. Have his phone? Well, he wasn't under arrest or anything. Oh, okay, just got that it, got original it, interrogation. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, he just literally could not stop talking to her. Like he had to be talking to her at all what times. In the world. Yeah. Right. And I lose interest if like a guy has to talk. Is to obsessed me. with you? Yeah, I get it. Like I get it. it like thank you, out. I appreciate it. But like I don't want to text you all day. No, me oh, and Alex literally yeah. like never talk. I don't like that either. But Jason used to Facetime me That's while different. he was at work, That's and different. he would literally go work, and he'd just put it in the window in the shack on the mountain, mm-hmm. and so I could like watch him work on the things, and I'd like do my work and just watch him. See, that's, yeah, that's di- very different. <laughs> that's kind of cute. I know it was cute. <laughs> Yeah, I just, like, literally throughout our days, unless we have something, like, that happened at work that we want to say to each other, like, yeah, don't ever text. We check in and just be like, how's your day going? Yeah, he calls me at lunch every day. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and remember how the word publicly and the word opportunities were misspelled mm-hmm. in the letter? Yeah. yeah. Well, pretty much every one of Chris's documents that had the word opportunities in it was misspelled. Oh. Yeah. Does he just so. not know how to spell? Um, he would spell it O-P-P-U instead of O-P-P-O. Oh, opportunity. Opportunity. And the most damning evidence, police had found that the threatening emails came from Chris's own IP address. I mean, yeah, called that. Obviously. Called well, that. I'm yes. guessing he also hand-delivered his, uh... His own yes. letters. And yeah. they were able to recover the Word documents or whatever he used right. of... The letters that he printed out to hand deliver to himself. Okay. What an idiot. But that means that from November 14th until he killed them, he was planning this murder. Yeah. Right. Literally, literally like right started. After he, he, yeah, he met Tara, came home. <laughs> met Tara, came home and was like, how do I get out of my marriage without getting divorced so I can keep my job and keep Tara? Oh, I should kill them. Let me send these threatening letters to myself. Like, he literally planned it immediately. He really tried so hard to, like, make this work. But he did such a bad job. (laughs) 
like I for, think he tried the best that he could because he's a fucking idiot. He's so stupid. But like I really he put some work into this. It's good for everyone that it was fucking terrible work. Yeah, seriously. Like okay. Yeah. I All right. How many months of planning and you still yeah. and you are still doing... like fucked it up so badly. So bad. Okay. <laughs> they also noticed that pretty much every window in the house was unlocked yeah. and if he were getting all these death threats, like he claimed, yeah. why wouldn't you keep your doors locked and, and your, your windows, windows locked, locked to yeah. keep your family safe? Isn't that weird okay. thing? Spoiler alert. He didn't care about his family. Ooh, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler, he killed them. Uh, he also left a receipt out for red spray paint. Oh which my is God. the color that was used. What an idiot. <laughs> and it was confirmed that he was the one to have bought it. Idiot. I just, it's not funny because yes, like two young kids and like a woman lost their life, but like he went through the extent of buying spray paint and spray painting over his family's dead bodies. What the fuck is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, he's a monster. And then just left it out like. Please tell me he got the death sentence. No, he didn't. Uh, Another I hate, spoiler. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, he did not. Um, but yeah, so fuck this dude. Um, so when retracing the route to and from the gym that Chris had gone to, and remember it was further away and he'd only been there two times before, he they recovered a latex glove with red spray paint that was eventually confirmed to have his DNA inside. Of course. Along with a piece of baling twine that had been tied to a noose, which matched the bales of hay that the family had in the backyard. Okay. And a faceplate from the home security camera. He was ultimately arrested on May 19th, 2009, and which the murders were on May 5th, so two weeks later. And trial so started. Trial? Yeah. Wow. Oh, um, the trial started on April 25th, 2011, which is Tyler's birthday. So happy birthday, Tyler. Hmm. Um, so yeah, his trial started two years later. He was t- so scared for his life that he would wear a bulletproof vest to court every day. Like, Good. no, fuck him. Like, someone murdering you in a less horrific way than you murdered your own family would right. have literally done him justice. Yeah. Like, I hate him so much. Um, between the large amounts of circumstantial evidence, which I don't even think it's circumstantial, but no, it it's is. Not. I mean, technically it is. Legally, it, mm, it's not. Though. Legally, the only, like, that's hard evidence. The That's only, like, deep. real evidence they have is the DNA with the glove on it. Like, and well, what about no, the letters? The letters his on his and computer. And the emails, IP addresses. And considered circumstantial. Stupid. Whatever. The defense could be like, oh, well, he, like, this person's naked in their house. And yeah, I don't no, know, you know, happening. but. It's not happening. <laughs> um. Yeah, testimony from Tara, Sherry's friends, the coroner saying the time of death was no earlier than 5 a.m., but most likely closer to 3 a.m., right. etc., Chris was found guilty and sentenced to... No later to... than 5, you mean? No, no earlier. They yeah, were no not late. killed. No later than 5. No, they were not killed. Oh, what did I... You said no earlier than 5 a.m. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no later than 5 a.m., but yeah. most likely 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I said that right, no earlier. <laughs> Took a second. Um, he was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole on May 5th, 2011. I hope he gets beat up every day. Me too. But that's also the two-year anniversary of the murder is when he was convicted. Good. Yeah. Um, he has appealed quite a few times and, of course, has been denied every time. Good. Yeah. 
Fuck that guy. Yeah. So that is the story of Sherry, Gavin, and Garrett Coleman. Wow. That's sad. Yeah. It's like, okay. Family Annihilator. I'm pretty sure the first thing that they teach you is not to kill people. Yeah. Before, yeah. D- before divorce. Like, <laughs> Seriously. Come on. Uh, like, ultimate sin. Yeah. Pick your evil. But, Dude, like, up, maybe don't pick killing people. My parents are, like, still together after, I think it's 30, I want to say, this year, this upcoming year is going to be 34? 33? No, 33. I think it's 33. And um, I'm very lucky that my parents are still together. It's great. Love it. But I do know a lot of people whose parents got divorced growing up, and it, at the time it was very hard, but it was also, like, the best thing to be done. they could have done for their family. Yeah. My and, parents, like, yeah. yes, I get divorces so hard because I've seen it happen with, like, my best friends and, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I've been around it. And Yeah, but it's definitely healthier than growing up in a very yeah. tumultuous mm-hmm. home. Oh, yeah. My family – or my family, my parents got divorced, but then, like, tried the, well, we'll stay in the same house together until, mm-hmm. like, for the kids. And we were, like – let us leave. Like, this is so I actually unhealthy. know someone who that's working great for. Really? Yeah. That's shocking. I mean, they were never married, but that's shocking. they split up and they are literally living together and they still do everything together for their kid and everything. And, like, it, it works well for that's them. That's great. But also, how do you ever, like, date someone ever again? Yeah. <laughs> you can't. It's just not a healthy thing to be in. For Ugh. the most part. Like, yeah. Generally. Yikes. Yeah. Well, fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah, seriously. And what's up with Chris's? Like him and Chris Watts? Yeah. Both family right. annihilators? Ew, I hate Chris's Chris red Watts. flag. If your name's Chris, sorry, you're a red flag. Red flag. And Tyler. Except oh. for um, <laughs> Tiffany's mother. Well, uh, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, you're also kind of a red flag. Yeah, but we love you. <laughs> it's just because we were. Michelle has been love in my you. house for the last week and. Uh, or like during the last week and she. Her co-creator's name is Tyler, and he's a shitbag. Co-creator. <laughs> yeah, she won't even call him a baby daddy, and I love it. Love that. <laughs> love it. You love are just too. a co-creator. Yep. Yep. Oh. So, uh, Should I blur out their names? Yeah, no, fuck we... Tyler. Yeah, I don't know his last name. What about Michelle? Oh, she ain't Okay. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. She was so sweet. Yeah, she's great. I, I want to meet Michelle. Who the fuck is Michelle? Oh, Michelle, she... Uh, she'll be here back on Thursday. Michelle, can't wait to meet you. I know, and she makes kick-ass jewelry. Yeah kick-ass jewelry okay i'm down for um, some jewelry i need some new some maybe new, new. i need a new I'll necklace shout her out on the podcast when the episode comes out yeah i need a i need a, a new necklace i've worn the same necklace i mean great my mom gave me this she so. does like um like pendants and- kind of like uh, hannah okay okay yeah uh yeah i don't know if that's my style maybe for a ring there yeah. okay so there are there's some things that i get because i'm not very blingy either yeah but she makes that are totally my style so okay we'll point yeah. in the right I'll direction take a look but yeah, um, her co-creator's name is Tyler, and then we were kind of talking about like all Tyler's. Are You're shit. right, dude. My well, have first... you seen those like what those um like videos that went viral of like Tyler's with like the monster hands and like that's Kyle. It's Kyle. Isn't there? there Kyle. No, there's a Tyler one too though. Oh, I maybe don't... I'm thinking of maybe the video I'm thinking of is Kyle, but there is a Tyler one too. I and I it. had to send it to Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Chris's and Tyler's get away. <laughs> J names. And Jane Except for Jason. Except for Jason. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Jason's okay, I guess. Yeah. Well, I love Jason. That's well, it. Yeah. I think they, uh, bye, guys. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was that. Um, well, we don't. love you guys. And don't be, be 
evil. evil. Don't do it. Don't be it. Don't do be it. it. Just Don't be good. Be evil. We love you all. See you next week. Love, love you. you. Bye. Bye. Julia, motherfuckers. <laughs>